The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. With me today is Jerry Karaya, Senior analyst as well as uh, manager of sales here at Guildhall Wealth and also just a, a cornucopia of information that, oh, uh, that he likes you. to provide <laughs> to the show. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the Fed, what they're talking about, will they pivot their rate hikes, the money printing, just the, the observations that we have right now against uh, of the Fed. We're also going to look at the BRICS and monitoring the de-dollarization that's happening across the world. Then we want to get into Deutsche Bank. They sent out a newsletter to their investors, subscribers, and it really looks uh, takes a hard look at the changing dynamics of equities in portfolios as well as the bond market. And then we're also going to do a segment on, we know that it's crucial to protect your wealth, but how much of a percentage of physical gold and silver should you allocate into a physical precious metal portfolio. And finally, we hope if we can get to it would be the final flush, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Will there be a final flush in the gold and silver market? Will the price go down before it goes up like it did in 2008? We'll get into that hopefully later in the show. Exciting. But first, let's talk some numbers. The Dow year to date is down, even though it's up today as we record the show on Friday. The Dow is down year-to-date 13.74%. The S&P year-to-date is down 18, almost 18.5%. The NASDAQ is down 26.46%. The Russell 2000 is down year-to-date 21.75%. The TSX year-to-date is down 10.9%. Now, let's be transparent. Let's be honest. The price of gold so far this year is down 0.2%. Silver is down 0.98%. Now, in Canadian dollars, it's only down 0.72%. And in Canadian dollars for gold, gold's up 2.6% so far this year. Over the last three and a half years, Jerry, gold and silver are up 33 and 35%, or 95 to 10% a year. So as these, as these equity markets are falling, Gold and silver are holding their own and continue to be on a high over the last three years. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Very exciting to to witness this. Uh, in spite of all the recessionary talk, recession talk, and this these worries is of inflation having an impact on these companies, and, and you know that's probably the number one search item right now is recession. Um, in spite of recession, you're still seeing the the uh, demand. And the the drive for commodities, the drive for silver, the drive for gold, really, um, you know, really changing the narrative. This despite recession talk, you usually have a pull down in some commodities. Not in this type of environment. This is speaking inflation. This is this is speaking um, protection for these companies who are who are in need of resources like nickel and zinc and silver. They're going to demand the product now, and this is why why things are holding up, I think. So we saw that 
We saw that last year in the lumber market that the lumber market price was going sky high, so people, companies, etc., were buying it early, stocking up, which was leading to to a supply crunch and obviously higher prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying this is happening today in across a spectrum of commodities markets as well. I know we had it uh, in the commodities market. It's now happening in zinc. Mm-hmm. It happened right. in nickel. Yeah. Now it's happening ago. in zinc. That's right. Which is a silver is mined as a byproduct of zinc. Yeah. So what kind of impact could that have on the silver market? One can only tell. I mean, you have just witness what's happening. This is the stress at the exchange level. And we're seeing that happen just a few months after the the the, the squeeze in the, the, the do they the call it the nickel market? The, the, the nickel debacle. Can you put the two words nickel together? Debacle. The nickel debacle. <laughs> the nickel debacle. Yeah. So just what we saw a couple months back with the nickel uh, short squeeze, that market uh, spiked up about 200%. The same thing's happening this week. The premium for spot zinc on the futures market spiked to the widest since 1997. Zinc inventories are depleting pretty much across the world right now, U- US, Europe, and there is a move to remove literally all of the zinc deposits in, in Asia as well. So this is putting tremendous pressure on the exchanges. And this is, uh, this is why the having physical supply and monitoring this is very important. This is what's happening behind the scenes because we're, we're dealing in physical markets, right, Jeremy? So, so again, this is that companies are seeing inflation happening. They want to manage their margins by acquiring the supply now before it gets more expensive in three, four, five months. So they're putting tremendous pressure on the exchange to get this physical product. They're going to the exchange to get the physical mm-hmm. to get the physical zinc. Yeah, that's exactly what I believe that's happening. Um, exchanges exchange inventory levels are very important, especially in physically settled contracts at the LME, at the comics, because every short seller, the speculators who bet that the prices will drop, who hold a position until the contract is expiring, must deliver the physical metal. In the London Metals Exchange case, which is slated to close down next month, uh, in the form of uh, registered physical parcels in the warehouse. So when you have institutions and you have companies and you have the Teslas of the world, the producers of the world needing to make solar panels, needing to make touchscreen televisions, despite recession, you're still going to want to try to get the product now because your costs are going up doubling maybe in six months, doubling in three months, who knows, with the rate of inflation. But it's not just it's not just uh, the demand side of things. There's also the supply side of things. So let's just um, let's move over to the silver market because this past week the U.S. Mint came out with some information saying that they, as much as people might want to stock up now, they don't have the supply to actually fulfill that demand. Yeah, why wait? I mean, we're talking silver now, so silver's. Uh, not just an industrial metal. Silver is money. You know, silver has been money for thousands of years. And the U.S. Mint notified their primary distributors this week of their allocations for the remainder of 2022. And it appears that primary distributors will be getting significantly less coins than hoped for. In some in in some instances, 50 percent or or more or less or more at rather. So us as dealers. You know, in precious metals, we have to anticipate we're not going to see the coins as much. We may see bars because it's cheaper to make. 
but we have to manage uh, expectations, you know, when when addressing, you know, should I get the silver now or should I wait? Yeah, you know, we, we stopped offering silver eagles simply because the premiums were so high, dr dramatically high, and still even higher than the Canadian maple. So it just makes sense, you know, why offer that product, especially since we're in Canada. We'll offer the, the silver maple. We've offered... Um, Australian, it's uh, not Australian, Austrian Philharmonics. So we, we do try to fulfill the coin side of the inventory. And when it comes to the silver maples, it's, you know, you, you just put in orders and you hope that they come in eventually. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel the pressure that it, the market, the retail market could get zapped pretty mm -hmm. quick and the shelves could be empty in the silver market. And if we're talking about protecting, why... Is it so important right now for people to really be considering holding physical gold and physical silver and perhaps silver in in coin form at this point, Jerry? Mm -hmm. Well, we're seeing a rush away from anything digital. We're seeing a rush uh, for the precious metals because of inflation, um, stagflationary concerns. And you're seeing we talked about at the beginning of the segment uh, of the losses in the stock market. So people are looking, especially newer investors, for the first time. And, you know, what, what we found is there is a there is a, a, a thought pattern that a newer investor needs smaller increments to barter or trade just in case if things get really bad on really bad on the outside. We think of scenarios like Mad Max situations where the power goes out and you may need to, um, you know, prepare in that way. But you know what? I'm not here to, you know, discredit or or put that thought down because it, anything can happen. We're seeing things happen be, like we've never seen before. Um, news that are that's just not you know we're not being surprised anymore, Jeremy. No, you know, Jerry, in, in we've been doing this show since 2008, and we've always discussed this concept that this is just one big experiment, one massive monetary experiment that we're seeing. Things like quantitative easing never been tried before. You know, zero interest rates never been tried before. Mm -hmm. um, negative, or, certainly for that long. Negative interest rates never been tried before. So, this is definitely what the experiment looks like as it starts to teeter and wobble and fall apart. You know, this this is like a bad re-entry into <laughs> the atmosphere. It's you know, it's it's looking very nightmarish for the Fed. They're they're very much they're pinned trapped, into yeah. a corner and trapped. Uh, and continue to just outright lie. And it seems like everybody's lying too. You know, the, the White House is saying um, they want to blame uh, Russia for inflation. And Jerome Powell, when he's testifying to the Senate, is saying, no, 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 it was already with us. <laughs> it's It was already happening. So it seems like they can't even get their story straight uh, at this point. But, you know, yeah, f physical gold and silver have no counterparty risk. And when you own the physical gold and physical silver, like in, in the format of coins, no one else, there's no counterparty. No one else has a claim on that except you. And it's important to have liquidity, mm -hmm. ability to sell off in small increments. And many people want to have kind of a cash portion of physical silver in their portfolio or in as part of their cash uh, portfolio. And so it makes sense to have some tubes of silver maples. And depending on where you're at with your wealth, maybe that means a monster box, 500 silver maples. Mm -hmm. Maybe it means 
to monster boxes. It's it's an it's subjective in that sense, but right. certainly a great place to start having some physical precious metals at home. Yes, getting it in your hand and understanding what it means to have real money. Mm -hmm. And real money is a store of value. It's been around for thousands of years and continues to be a store of value. And that's very important during a time when the value of the dollar is being eroded daily mm -hmm. to a point where you can see it now. When it was 3%, no one noticed. Right. Now that it's headline 8% and probably closer to 15 or even as high as 25, you notice. Mm -hmm. So you need to protect yourself for the longer term. Right. And the way to do that is with physical precious metals. And you give us a call at uh, 1-877-8-SILVER and the website guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. And coming up, we're going to talk about the brick de-dollarization and this Deutsche Bank newsletter. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That's the motto. That's the acid test for buying physical precious metals. And that includes, Jerry, in the registered accounts. I had an email this morning where someone said, well, I don't know because maybe I should take delivery because I want to go by the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And I said, yeah, but in the registered accounts, you're holding physical gold and silver in an IROC approved facility like Brinks outside the banking system with a full allocated segregated account, meaning you have direct ownership of your product with the serial numbers. You can get a photo audit or you can go to the vault personally and personally audit the holding. What does that mean? You can personally go and hold it in your hand. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if you bought shares in an ETF, you can't go do an audit. You don't own anything. Right. A pool account. Can't go audit a pool account because you don't own anything specific. Not yours. Um, Gold-backed fund. Okay, physical there, but which one's yours? It's not allocated it's not to yours. you. <laughs> Shall I go on? You can. <laughs> you sure can. Um, so there's, there's uh, silver and gold investments, and then there's silver and gold ownership, and that's what we're offering through our registered accounts. Mm -hmm. Now, Jerry, we talk a lot about the, the Federal Reserve here at uh, The Real Money Show. Um, let's Let's tell the audience why it's important, why we're always looking at the Fed. Um, and why don't, we, why don't you kick it off and mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about the Fed a little bit here and eventually we wanna talk about how they're trapped. Mm -hmm. Well, the Federal Reserve's uh, is, is obviously a private, uh, a private uh, you know, nothing federal behind the Federal Reserve. It's uh, privately owned by uh, all of the major banks uh, in the United States, maybe even around the world. Um, and their job is uh, is to temper the loss of purchasing power, of you know, controlling inflation, and controlling uh, unemployment. Uh, right now, they have shown that they have lost control on both. Uh, there's a lot of flip-flopping, a lot of doublespeak, and batting back and forth now with President Biden in the U.S. Um, Some would say maintaining their independence. That's right. <laughs> yes, uh, as we as we heard. Um, Biden said it back in May. His his plan is to address inflation, and that's to respect the Fed's independence. But then we uh, we hear from Jerome Powell this week that um, when he was asked, "Would you say that the war in Ukraine was the primary driver of inflation?" 
he basically said no inflation was high before so which is it you know it's causing a lot of people to wake up and and try to figure out which direction this world is going and which because when we talk about the US so much you know whatever the US does the the rest the rest of the world will eventually adopt but when you lose credibility that that speaks on the dollar and it's causing a lot of people to leave the dollar and start to de-dollarize you know when when even president uh, when biden was addressed the white house later after the fed spoke he said the pain at the fuel pump is being explained as as the cost of defending freedom in, in russia which caused a lot of people to scratch their heads because when he spoke he argued that the sanctions are designed to ensure that the pain is targeted at the russian economy perhaps counterintuitively because the russian ruble has actually continued to strengthen against the us and it's now reaching 54 to 1 after starting 75 to 1 prior to the escalation of the of the russian operation now as we're seeing this action everyone's starting to realize that wait a minute the solution is actually you know independence and causing you know strengthening your currency pegging it to gold and these are solutions that people are seeing so very important time to be watching what the fed actually says and what they do and what they're going to be doing is starting to be is starting to actually be priced in because uh PMIs are sending rate hike odds plunging so um taken from zero hedge rate hike expectations have actually started to tumble notably so we saw a little bit of a a breather in the stock market but this is a central bank failure when so you're not raising interest rates higher than the rate of inflation this is a central bank failure yeah so we've got a central bank private entity they produce the money they send it essentially they're sending the money out through the treasury and then the treasury owes back the money to the Fed with interest, with interest. That's which is why you end up having income tax, et cetera, et cetera, because you have to pay back this money that was created by the Fed as opposed to being created by the Treasury. So it's a private, it's a, it's a private entity. They're, they're there to backstop the banks and protect the banking system for themselves. Now their mandate is through Congress. And um, and right now their mandate, as you said, is to maintain employment and keep inflation in check. They're doing a terrible job of both. And so right now the Fed's issue, um, there's there's Sophie's choice, if you will, is do we protect the economy by flooding it with liquidity or do we fight inflation by raising interest rates and removing liquidity? Right. This is it's it's like, uh, you know, if you ever watch the, the old Batman series, when they, you know, Batman and Robin, how, how are we going to get out of this one? <laughs> They're not getting out of this no. one. And, um, and and so we have to figure out a way of protecting ourselves against this. And if you realize that they can't get out of it, mm -hmm. you realize that they're either that they'll try to fight inflation, as as you said, definitely, unless you're raising interest rates above the actual rate of inflation, you're not you're not bite, you're not fighting it. No. Right? You don't bring a water gun to a four alarm fire. No, simple no. simple math. No, it's burning. Um and the economy's falling down and so they're either going to have to lower rates or print more money, which by the way, they said that they were going to sop up the liquidity and they didn't. Their balance sheet is just as high as it was 6 months ago. I know. It's So they are trapped and alternatively, as you've you started to mention, you now see alternatives with the BRIC countries basically saying, okay, you, you've, you've forced sanctions on Russia and we're going to continue to de-dollarize. 
So if you want to keep aiming the gun at yourselves, keep doing it. We're, we're going to replace the dollar eventually, but we have, we have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And it's happening here in Canada. Yeah. No different. The, I think in, in the States, they printed 70% of the money that's in, that's, that's out there in the world. They did it in the last two years. A couple of years. That's right. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. It's so imperative right now that you protect your wealth, that you protect against this crashing of the value of the dollar because it's happening all at once. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like if you could picture the the hyperinflationary line yeah. in Weimar Germany. Mm -hmm. We are just past the point where it's about to go parabolic. Yeah. I mean, yes. I I think year over year hyperinflation is something like 40%. Well, in reality, we're probably at 25% year over year. And it's going to get worse. I agree. So, we have it, it's imperative to protect wealth with hard assets, with things that are real. Mhm. Mm things that are real and that includes physical gold and silver. The number 18778 silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Any last mom, um uh any last comments on the BRICS and their de-dollarization? Well, yeah, well, just uh this this week uh Vladimir Putin announced that the new BRICS global reserve currency project um is is on the table that they're looking to replace the petrodollar and this is coming from health ranger the russia china india brazil south africa and dozens of other countries are on the verge of announcing uh some sort of a new global reserve currency system uh, something that i talked about before something that i like because it is a sovereign uh nation's currencies it's not just the one currency backed by gold put on the blockchain uh, so that payments can be instant and obviously will be the global choice away from any world economic forum types of global essential bank digital currencies that are just another form of fiat currency. This is something that I like. It's backed by resources. <clears throat> it's backed by gold, silver, and other metals. And again, it, it honors uh, and respects the national currency. So are you saying the BRIC nations, when they're talking about this multipolar currency uh, alternative to the dollar that they want it backed by commodities specifically gold there is no choice that's correct they every every if we looked in the past year every investor has been looking for some sort of an anchor whether it be uh, these countries are looking for the anchor to peg something of something that you're using to value they've been scrambling Look at cryptocurrencies. They've been looking for, uh, 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 like, Tether, these, these U.S. tokens. They're back to a fiat dollar. That didn't work. They, they're backing it to a peso. That's not working. The ultimate peg, as history has shown and alluded to, is gold. So I like the idea. We'll see how this unfolds. But as we can see, there is a huge move to de-dollarizations de happening faster um, and the pace is picking up as inflation is picking up. Look, the U.S. is going to be backing off despite what they say they want to control inflation. They're not going to control inflation with 75 basis point rate hikes. They're going to go large or just pack it up and let inflation go. Inflation will take off and we have to protect ourselves. Uh, it's of utmost importance. You have responsibility to do this for yourself. Don't take, the, don't take advice from anyone else. You could see the prices at the pumps. You could see the prices at the grocery stores. 
and there's no way around it. What if, what if prices do double every 12 hours? What do we do at this point? So you have to get, get active, get the metals in your possession and do other, you know, there's do other, your research, do research. And there's other areas of preparedness as well. Speaking of research, Jerry, uh, before we, before we go on to this, uh, Deutsche Bank subscription newsletter, um, and you, you were mentioning uh, cryptocurrencies as well. So I don't know if you remember who was the head of commodities at uh, JP Morgan back in 2008 and 2009, 10, Slips 11. Mind. Blythe Masters. Yeah, Blythe. Yeah, that's right. So I was re- reading something and that name kind of came up or a name similar to it. And I was like, let's, let's, what's she up to these days? What, you know, she was basically. The, the head of gold and silver manipulation at J.P. Morgan um, back during uh, the initial um, quantitative easing. Of course, they didn't do a very good job because silver went to $50 and gold went to almost $2,000 an ounce. Nonetheless, she went to go work at a, at a crypto firm, and then she, she joined this company called Motive Partners, and they're a specialist private equity firm focused on building, backing, and buying the technology <laughs> Uh, that company buying technology companies that enable the financial economy. I was like, you make the machines, you manage the machines, and you create the technology in the machines to run the economy. I mean, <laughs> this is taking that manipulation stinks. to a, it stinks, yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you very much. So I look up the guy who runs the company okay. on World Economic Forum, okay. and and uh, oh yeah, he's there. He's there. He's right there. <laughs> the whole company is right there. And I got kind of interested in in what what's the World Economic Forum through this search site? What do they say? What um, do they say about crypto? What do they uh, say about gold? It was question. very interesting. Yeah. So I didn't read the articles, but just the headlines. It's all you need sometimes. It's all you need sometimes, and. Everything about um, about uh, the cryptos was basically they want to regulate it. Yeah. The whole thing was we have an opportunity. You know how they are. Um, but it needs, to be, it needs to be controlled is what it came down to. It needed mm-hmm. to be controlled. Um, for gold, it was very low-key. They were just sort of, it's high. It's here. Here are the reasons why it's here. We don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're not talking yeah. about it. Yeah. We don't want to talk about gold. Don't look over here. Yeah, because we want it, and we don't want to encourage people to have it. But we're just going to say, yes, it exists. We're going to acknowledge that it exists, but that's it. It was very interesting. I, I, I think it's a great exercise to look at their site just to see what their opinions are of just about anything. I think you have to. What, what's their opinion of, of gemod- uh, um, uh, genetically modified food? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's their uh, what, what are they all about? Um, we'll have to talk about the Deutsche Bank in the last segment. Coming sure. up in the next segment, we're going to talk about how much you should allocate of physical gold and silver in your portfolio. So you're not going to want to miss that. Should you have 10% physical gold? Should you have 30% physical gold? What about 100% physical gold and silver? What do the experts say about that? Coming up on The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. 
Okay, we know that it's important and crucial to have some physical precious metals as a hedge against inflation, as a way to protect your wealth, a store of value in your portfolio. But how much should you specifically have? Jerry, in 2009, Abitson and Associates did a research report where they came up with a figure of anywhere from 9 close to 15% allocating physical metal in a portfolio as simply because it's negatively correlated to the dollar and you want you want assets in a portfolio that are that have that negative correlation to be truly diversified. Today, would we say that 15% is still kind of the headline number that people should be considering? That is probably the number one question that we get. What percentage of my portfolio should I allocate towards gold? And back then in 2009, yes, the recommendation was approximately 10 to 15%. Fast forward to today, this, the metrics are a lot different. Debts are much, much higher. The Fed is out of control. There's quantitative one, easing one, two, and three. So we're seeing uh, reports and surveys of allocations much, much higher. There is an approach of... Um, gold bonds, equities, and cash levels at 25% each. But it came to a shock as came to us as a shock, though, when a private survey uh, of American bullion investors revealed that 30% of them were allocating 80% of their wealth management portfolio to physical gold. And we're not talking about gold proxies such as certificates, ETFs. This is physical gold. Very interesting. So the idea as well is when 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 we're putting physical gold and silver in a portfolio, gold and silver are not investments. When you own a physical asset like gold and silver, it's not an investment, it's money. And it doesn't give you a yield. There's no counterparty risk. There's nothing investment-like about it. You're just holding an asset. The question, I guess, at this time with high inflation and all of the, the currency that's been printed, is, is this the time to be considering investments? Right, And if your dollar is devaluing consistently at a high rate, maybe it's not a time for investing. Maybe it's time for, for a defensive posture. And this is why, in some cases, we know that there are some companies where, where the, the people holding physical gold and silver have 100% of their portfolio in the hard asset. Mm -hmm. It's dual purpose at this moment because of the, the state of the world right now. We need to position initially to protect. So investors' primary focus is to safeguard because, as you mentioned, gold is money. It's not an investment. It is tier one capital, which means that it, bury, it carries no risk. It does not offer any yield, which means it does not carry any risk. And what is going on in the world around us uh, can be just as important as as what is going on in your life and finances right now. Uh, for instance, we look back, back in 2002, the world was in a, in a government deficit, runaway bank credit crisis. At that time, one of my online mentors, Egon von Greyers, um, who is a board member of goldbroker.com, advised his investment customers to put up to 50% of their assets in physical gold. It is a testament to just how bad those days were, those days were back in 2002. And now he's recognized as one of the world's more foremost gold investment expert, and he sees the situation a lot worse today. As we fast forward today, he says many investors ask what percentage of their financial assets should be in physical 
precious metals. Some investors who are really concerned about their financial system have 60% to 100% in gold together with some silver. So having anywhere from 25, 30, 50 to 100%, we're positioning for safety, but at the same time, when we have an, an anticipation of a global shift towards some sort of a resource or gold-backed system where there is a potential of a gold revaluation, this can be seen as an investment, Jeremy, protection and profit at the same time. I think that it's important to crawl, walk, run. Sure. That people should start with getting a little bit in the portfolio, maybe starting with a few tubes of silver maples, uh, having a cash component of some physical gold and silver in their portfolio. And that's also part and parcel of just understanding the industry and understanding the market. So by just creeping into the market by doing some smaller purchases is a great way to start. You see that a lot on um, uh, Wall Street Silver. Everyone's posting pictures on Reddit of, of their, their stacking, yeah. right? So it's a great place to start. Be a stacker. And maybe you just start with silver. Maybe you do a few ounces of gold. From there, I think you want to build up to that 10, 15% that Abitson and Associates were recommending back in 2009, because they did show that in good times and bad times, gold and, gold and silver were going to add a bump to the portfolio. Once you've built up to that 10, 15% of your portfolio, I think, I think it opens up to the individual subjectively of where they want to go next. I often like the concept when we're speaking with people about how much they should have is that it's important to have the sleep at night rule. If you can't sleep at night because mm -hmm. you're thinking about the markets, maybe you need more gold and That's silver. Good. That's good. If you're up at night because all you can think about is what the gold and silver market are doing, perhaps you have too much. So you keep that in mind as you're building up the portfolio. I often see that the crawl, walk, run uh, strategy really helps people to relieve the anxiety of starting with too much and also allows them to educate themselves as they move along. And then it, it, the, it just sort of opens up to them the strategy for what will work for them ultimately. 100%. Any last thoughts on that? No, I'm seeing that uh, that approach has worked phenomenally for a lot of our clients who are starting to run. I think they're at the stage of they're starting to run in the precious metal space. They have opened up more of their portfolios because they're seeing uh, the, the portion of their equity side uh, going down more than they want to. So they're repositioning, they're cutting some losses, they're they're taking some losses and they're reallocating towards more gold and silver because of stagflationary fears. So couldn't agree more. Comfort breeds confidence. That's what this is all about. We want to help you build a portfolio and you want to start by taking an initial step and then building from there. The number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Crucial to protect your wealth during these times, high inflation, we don't know where the economy is going to go, but there's still supply chain disruptions. Um, you know, Jerry, I think uh, one segment of the of the controlling 
elite, let's call them, want are saying, look, this is just growing pains to get us to a new type of economy, a um, zero carbon economy, uh, zero emission economy, whatever it is. I personally think it's it's a part of of kind of bringing bringing industry back home. I think that that's something where we're probably headed to, mm-hmm. right? That the supply chains got too big. We we can see the the fragility of them if in a crisis. Let's let's bring it back so that everyone is a, that each country is a little more autonomous. That's just my own personal thought. Um, <clears throat> but I digress. Let's talk about Deutsche Bank's newsletter that they sent out. This is a big, big change for the dynamics of investing. What is it that they were informing their clients about specifically? So with uh, seven days, pretty much, or a few days left uh, for the first half this year, the S&P 5 is posting its worst worst first half in history, just behind a little crash you may have heard called the Great Depression. Deutsche Bank released its professional subscription update, put the negative 22% drop so far this year ahead of the 1962-22%. And um, it gets worse. Many high net worth investors traditionally have uh, have what's called a 60 to 40 portfolio comprising of the riskier 60% equities um, with 40% holdings of bonds or U.S. treasuries. They're supposed to provide this balance to a portfolio but skewed toward more upside potential share, potential in shares. The problem is the first half has been has been bad for sh- the share market or equities. The first half for the U- the ten year U.S. Treasuries are looking to post their worst first half in over two hundred and thirty four years, worse than any year since seventeen seventy eight. So both sides of the sixty to forty split is down, and it's caused uh, some analysts in the in the in the space and equity analysts. Um, Fund manager KKR stated specifically that this means we're entering into a new investing regime. So we're talking about out with the old, uh, the stock bond cash approach, out with the old, and we're looking towards new investing regimes. Now, did they did they say um, they should that people should be investing um, in like where should people be investing then, or should they be holding some physical metal as a hedge? Well, this is. Um, they didn't necessarily say uh, that the 60 to 40 portfolio needs to comprise with some precious metals. But when a 40-year-old investment expert of KKR and fund manager says their cycles, uh, many cycles come and go, and they're saying it's time to change strategies, gold seems to know that regardless of what happens with, sh- with shifts in the, in the markets and cycles, gold's always there. Gold will always continue to perform. And we're going to see um, that the... The talking heads on CNBC, they can't explain things away. They're going to be shifting their attention towards commodities and eventually precious metals. The attention is going to be now on precious metals. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, now in 2008, there was a, a full market collapse, subprime crisis. And it did very much seem like they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Silver at that time had already gone on a pretty big move up to $21. Gold itself had just made a pretty big move up to the $1,000 level. And then everything broke down. Gold and silver got smashed. And then within three years, they made massive moves higher, right? So ultimately, they were the winners. But there are some out there that are, are talking about the final flush. Will the market in gold and silver go down before they go up? 
any initial thoughts? My initial thoughts, um, I believe with the, with the type of gold and silver market that we're talking about, a flush is the futures market, it's the papers market, and it's something that they can do. Um, with When you have um, exchanges implementing measures to quell um, delivery dates and they're trying to set limits and things like that, they're trying to manipulate a physical market. And they're, they're trying, trying to, to manipulate the, the, the trying to stave off defaulting. Definitely just trying to wiggle their way out of it, just trying to and, and buy themselves some time of the inevitable, which is exposing these futures instruments, these exchanges for being totally naked. They have no metals to back them up. Yeah, they've got synthetic supply. There's something like 250 ounces on paper for every physical ounce of silver out there. That's That's the new number anyway. And just recently, there was a video out by Dave Kranzler, who's an analyst in the market. He put a video out from Arcadia Economics. Um, this was just a day or two ago. And he was saying that the short position, that the major banks are now net long physical gold and silver. Mm -hmm. This is a huge development in yes. the market because in the past, they were the ones who were net short. And so when the market went down, it was kind of like, let's put two and two together. Mm -hmm. Now, my take on the flush out is it's going to be a bit difficult. Premiums are already at a, at a major high right now. So what does it look like? Let's say on silver, we're trading at, let's say $22, but there's like a 6 $7 premium on silver maples. The premium's through the roof. Well, what happens if the price goes down to $17? Right. Does that mean the premium all of a sudden disappears and you can buy it at, at $20 an ounce? No, it's not going to happen. So if you have physical gold and silver, if there is a washout in the market, just my opinion, it's not going to mean cheaper product. We're Absolutely not going to be able not. to go to the, the wholesalers and say, oh, now I'd like to buy immediately uh, a whole slew of product at the cheaper price. That's mm -hmm. if they have it, mm -hmm. if they're willing to deliver it. Now, if it's sustained at a low level, maybe eventually it can come down, but it won't be sustained. It no. wasn't sustained in 2008. So we have to view the higher premiums as the fact that the demand is outstripping supply. That's what the high premiums mean. So if the price goes down, what are you supposed to do about it? Mm -hmm. Nothing. You just wait it out because it's going to go sky high. That's so right. don't worry about it. I would say take the Jim Rogers approach. He's the type of guy, you see him in all interviews, Jerry. He says, I've never sold a single ounce. I've got lots of gold and silver. If the price is right, I'll buy some more. Right, right. That's how it is. Yes. That's the attitude that, that cool and gold calm. and silver holders have to take right now. And maybe we see a flush. Maybe we don't. But we know we're going to the moon. Exactly. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's a critical time. It's imperative that you look into this market and get some physical gold and silver in your portfolio. At Guildhall, you can buy it direct. You can hold it in your RSP, or you can even hold it outside your RSP in an IROC-approved, fully secured, insured facility. We use Brinks, fully allocated, fully segregated. Give us a call. Remember, if you don't own, if you can't hold it, you don't own it, and the debts don't matter until they do. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Thank you so much for joining, Jerry. Great chat. Thank you so and much. We'll speak to everyone next week here on the Real Money Show on AM six forty. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of six forty Toronto.